Classic. It's July the 2nd. That's a kind of an anniversary, as you will find out a little bit later tonight. My name is Tom Kearney. The Tom Kearney Show is on WPTF every night from 9 to 10, Monday through Friday, with a little bit of radio in, in real time, uh, live, in other words. We're not transcribed, and we're not from somewhere else. We're right here at WPTF. Actually, I'm at home, but that that's uh, an extension of WPTF. We're on AM 680 and FM 98.5, so be sure to set the buttons on your car radio for that so you will be able to tune in, and particularly as we're entering a period when we're going to have some interesting weather and weather that you're going to want to keep up with. We have, uh, we hope, interesting programs. In fact, we had... Uh, meteorologist uh, Rod Gonski on with us last night to talk about hurricanes and the, and the warm weather in the West, and I ended up learning an awful lot from him. So that's one of a serious piece of business. Uh, my brother Stephen was a guest the other night, and we talked about uh, the anniversary, which is July 1, 2, 3. We're right in the middle of it, of the Battle of Gettysburg, uh, 158 years ago, I think it was taking place. It was the second day. They were three days, of course, and and then the third day it concluded, and on the fourth day after that, the Battle of Vicksburg was concluded, and two uh, federal victories were really a kind of turning point in the Civil War, and that's why we wanted to commemorate that. Uh, it's uh, good to commemorate things and help yourself remember them. So we do serious business, but sometimes and when 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 we don't have serious business to do on Friday night, which is most Friday nights, we take Friday night off like most people do and do something that's fun, and we have the... WPTF Tom Kearney Show Trivia Game. And so that's what we're going to have for the next hour. It's going to be potpourri trivia, but a certain amount of it is going to have to do with the celebration of Independence Day on Sunday. We're not on Sunday, so we can't do it on literally the day, so we're going to do it a couple of days early and think that you will remember it. I believe what you should always do on the anniversary of a day, whatever it may be, uh, is to, to do something to commemorate it. I always get out there copy of the Declaration of Independence and read the preamble, and uh, it's a good thing to do. And there may be some question tonight about it on our trivia contest. That's what I'm telling you. To play trivia, whether it's potpourri trivia or trivia having to do with the Declaration of Independence and Independence Day, you dial 919, which is our area code, and then 860 which is 860-WPTF if you have letters on your telephone. We only have one rule in the trivia game that we play on the Tom Kearney Show, and that is that you cannot look the answer up uh, using your handheld device, your smart whatever phone or or whatever, or your PC if you're there, or your uh, laptop, or your Mac, or you can't even get the almanac back and record book down off the shelf. You have to have it in your head. You're on a desert island, this is you and you just barely washed up in your bathing suit and you don't have any source of information. Actually, there is one way you can get additional information to answer the question, and that is get it from a living human being, somebody that's in the car with you or helping you wash the dishes or whatever. So there it is. That's that's how the game is played. You cannot look the answer up. You have to know it. But there's nothing wrong with taking an educated guess. Nobody's going to make fun of you, and if it's a multi-part question... You might be able to only answer a part of it, but we can leave the rest for somebody else to answer. 919-860-9783. Okay? And since we're going to do some trivia having to do with the Declaration of Independence, uh, I think I'm going to start with the uh, with the North Carolina state flag. That is the one that is the flag of the, the state of North Carolina. And the fact that it has two dates on it, 
and they both have to do with declarations of independence. And what I want you to do is to tell me what the two dates are and what they symbolize, what they are with regard to. One of them is certainly true. In fact, it was the very first call by a colonial assembly for independence, and it was not but about two months after that that we have the Declaration of Independence. So it's a clear signal that things are heating up way back there in 1776. That's one of the dates. And the other date is has, supposedly has something to do with independence, too, if you're a native North Carolinian or know about the flag, you know that historians have decided that the thing that is supposed to be represented by that date may not have actually happened. It's something that could have been substituted for it or represented later as something happening, but it really did not happen. But uh, I would I would be happy if you would just get the first date, the, the one that's the real one. But if you get both of them, you get two stars on your forehead. 919 Nine seven eight three, and uh, our producer Brittany will will chime in and say, "Tom, you have a caller on line one," and she has not said that, so I assume we do not have a caller on line one. But the two dates that are on the North Carolina state flag, and one of them is the first time a colonial assembly called for declaring the colonies independent of Great Britain. A couple of months later, June. 1776, a representative in the Second Continental Congress meeting in Philadelphia uh, called for, actually resolved that the United States, uh, not the United States, they weren't that, the colonies ought to be free so they could become united. I'm I'm going a little too fast here, but uh, a resolution was proposed, and I want to know the name of the man who proposed that resolution. He was not from North Carolina, but he was from close by a state nearby. Tom, we have a caller. We have Anthony from Broadway. Okay, he's probably going to get the answer. Thank you. Thank you, Brittany. Anthony, well, let's get started and see if you can answer answer the question that I asked. It, you've, I, you probably answered it before, but it, it's an important part of the story that I want to have tonight. Um, <clears throat> May 20, 1775 is one of the dates on the flag. It's the De- a Mecklenburg Declaration of Independence. Right, and that's the, the other one date. That, April twelfth, seventeen seventy six, is the Halifax Resolves. Uh, what, Mecklenburg. Hold on, hold on. Say down, what? But Halifax was. What? What was the date on the Halifax Resolves? April twelfth. April twelfth, right? Seventy six. You got that right. Uh, the 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 Mecklenburgers claim that uh, something happened at a meeting in Mecklenburg County on I think he said September twentieth, seventeen seventy five. The first evidence of that surfaced uh, in 1819, so figure out how many years. That was like 43 years later or something like that. Right. Uh, and uh, so his scholars have not found any corroboration that is contemporary with the event that's supposed to have happened. They, they had a meeting that night, and I think they discussed their troubles, but I don't think, uh, from what I've read, that the that what they claim happened, that, it, that the Mecklenburgers declared for independence uh, actually happened. But the other one, there is no doubt about it, and it is the first time, as I said, that a state or colonial legislative body for the whole colony called for independence, and uh, you got it right. So there you go. Yeah, when I took uh, North Carolina history at Campbell University, my instructor, she had been teaching for a long time, said, well, that May 20, 1775 date, 
they believe it happened, but there's no proof of it. I said, oh, okay. She said, that way, you've got the right stuff down. And, of course, the Halifax resolves, they did. Right. Now, who was your instructor at Campbell University? Okay, it was Mary Bates Sherwood. She lives in Raleigh, and I think she's still alive. There used to be a lady named Huggins who taught down there, I know, uh, uh-huh. that, that I met one time. But I hope she is still alive. But uh, she taught you well and taught you to be suspicious of things. And, and I'm sure you, I've, I've become convinced that you were probably a pretty good history teacher. Not that you need me to judge you, because I, <laughs> it's not worth the trouble. <laughs> well, I tried to be. Well, but we all try to be is what we do, and sometimes we make mistakes. And I had a student one time come in and correct me, and she said, you're probably going to be mad with me. I said, no, no, I'm really proud of people who realize when something is wrong, you know. And so, exactly. I mean, I, in fact, I considered one time giving a lecture to a night class at State that was to, that it was wrong. I would just, you know, put it a little off kilter and see if anybody would even notice. But uh I decided I'd probably be disappointed if I did that because probably nobody would have noticed and, and so on. But anyway. Uh, well, I did want to tell you that uh, the first part of your program last night, and it wasn't too much, got cut off, and you didn't know this, but uh, there was an amber alert that overrides the uh, studio, and I said, man, I bet you Tom Kearney's already started talking about the weather, and it joined in after they got rid of the amber alert. So just wanted to tell you. Uh, your talk with, I think it was Rod Gonski, right. at the very beginning got clipped, and it wasn't anybody's fault. It just, it no, no, that, that that Amber Alert is part of the same system that puts out, you know, the the, the weather warnings, you know. And exactly. So and it, it joins the audio chain. You know a little bit about broadcasting past yes, the studio. There's no way anybody in the studio can screw it up. That it, you see what no, I'm saying? It, it, it goes almost straight goes to the transmitter. So, straight uh, to the transmitter. I just want to right. let you know that uh, I heard your show. But the it very was a good show. Said, oh, wow, okay. It, it was a good show. Rod had a lot of good information last night. I, he does. And he, and he always does. But but thank you for, for noting that. And I, I saw this morning that an Amber Alert had been put out for some children, I think, uh, the world. Yeah, they found the kid, and he's safe, so that's a good, good. thing. Good, thank you. That's what we needed. It was was a good report. Well, All right, have we, a nice 4th of July, and we'll talk to you later, Tom. Stay tuned. Thank you. Yes, sir. Anthony Bye. from Broadway, former history teacher, telling us what the Halifax Resolve was and what the they called the MECDEC, the Mecklenburg Declaration of Independence, whatever it may have been. We're going to come back with some more trivia after this. <laughs> WPCS, the Tom Kearney Show, Monday through Friday, from 9 to 10, with a little bit of live and in real-time radio that invites people like Mr. Joe Williams from Cary, North Carolina, and lots of other places in North Carolina to come to the show. What's on your mind tonight, Joe? I was going to answer your question about the flag dates, but the history professor beat me out. Oh, well, that's all right. Uh, uh, I I should try. Oh, okay, I'm going to ask you a question. This is a hard one, so it's unfair to you, but but it is a North Carolina question. Three people from North Carolina signed the Declaration of Independence, and you know it actually wasn't signed on July fourth or anywhere near there. It was signed a month later on August second. So there's a there's, there's a piece of knowledge that you can use, you know, the next time you're trying to trip up somebody. But the question I want to know from you is, who were the three North Carolinians who signed the Declaration of Independence? <laughs> I don't have a clue. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> uh, well, I'll tell you what, I've taught history and been around North Carolina history all my life, and I could only have given you one of them. Yeah, well, uh, the, la- the last North Carolina history I had was in 1955. You 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 were reading books by Mr. Hugh, Hugh Leffler, I think. Uh, <laughs> yeah. If, if it was in when you were in high school, it was... Um, it was a blueback book, is what it was. No, this this was out at state or college at the time, and I forgot what the guy's name was. That professor has been so long. Well, most of the people in that era took from Hugh Leffler or a man named Albert Ray Newsom. They were the two well, guys. Leffler's well, his force was primarily. Yeah, that's uh, well. Uh, that's going to be one of the trivia questions, and so I'm going to. But I'll tell you, one of the gentlemen was from uh, from. Uh, Granville County. The other two were, and he lived in North Carolina. He's buried in North Carolina. The other two were almost passing through. That is, they had come over here and they were residents, or they couldn't have been representatives. But, yeah. um, but one of them, in fact, is buried in Hillsborough, but the other one is buried in Philadelphia. You know, things shifted around a lot in those days. Uh, oh yeah, I, I'll keep listening, and uh, maybe I'll learn something. Oh, you certainly will. You certainly will. And so, uh, I've been thinking about uh, going to figuring out how I can go to Grady's and get some barbecue. So you've inspired me. I want you, to you know, this is their thir- this week's their 35th anniversary. I did not know that. Yeah. 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 This would be a, be a nice time to go, but I can't do it this week. Uh, yeah. Uh, Mrs. Kearney and I just had our house painted. we, we got to kind of neat that Oh, oh Lord, we, we're about a third of the way through and getting ours painted. We're probably wasting our money because most of these houses out here, uh, when they sell them, they're tearing them down. But anyway... Oh, uh, Oh, well, that'll be the case, but but it needed some protection against the elements, so we had to do That's something. Right. Yeah. After 43 yeah. years, uh, the guy said it was in pretty good shape. <laughs> well, we found somebody that did it in, in five days. So, uh, <laughs> well, they've it, been working on hours a week, and I'd, I'd say they're about a third or 40%. Yeah, I've, I've been through that experience, too. Well, yeah. good luck, Joe, and, and, and have a good fourth, okay? Okay, good talking with you, Tom. Take care. Okay, take care. Okay. Uh, bye-bye. Joe is... Uh, a radio friend of ours, and uh, he sometimes goes to a place near where I started life. Uh, he I come from Wayne County, and the next county down is Duplin County, and I know he visits that place. And so, uh, Brittany, do we have any more callers? We do not. Okay, well, we will go on with our questions. I want the name of the man who introduced the resolution at the Second Continental Congress saying that there ought to be a declaration of well, a Declaration of Independence. Now, when he introduced that, there it was. It was not voted on right then, but they, they knew they were going to vote on it, so they appointed a committee to write uh, write, it, write it up, write up the rationale, why they were doing this, which was, which was not very common in those days. This was awfully well organized and everything. A lot of times when revolutions occurred, it was blood in the streets and bullets flying, and whoever won, won. Well, this was going to be done kind of legally, and uh, or pretending to be and rationalize and explain to the world and to the colonists and, and to the army and everything. And that's why we got a Declaration of Independence. If you read it, you will see that that is what it is. So they appointed a committee to write it up, to explain it to the world. I want you to tell me there were five men in this Second Continental Congress. It is not likely that anybody will get more than three, perhaps only one. If you can't get one, maybe maybe... History is not your thing. I'm just pulling your leg, but certainly everybody knows. I want to know who wrote the Declaration of Independence. One guy wrote most of it, and a couple of guys kibitzed a little bit, changed the period, a comma, semicolon. The other two gave their approval, and uh, 
it was submitted to the Congress. And then they voted on that, that to be their the the, the independence. Uh, and so I want to know what date the vote for independence came on. John Adams said that would be the date that would be that would be celebrated forever. Well, it is not the date that's celebrated forever. The date that the piece of paper went out is celebrated, and that will be the anniversary. It will be Sunday. But so I want to know who put the resolution up to declare ourselves independent, and who were the five men, mostly one man, who wrote the Declaration of Independence. What day was independence, independence voted on and declared? And what day did they put out a piece of paper saying that uh, this is why we are doing this? This is why we're declaring ourselves independent. Of course, they did that, but uh, they had to back it up. They had to win the war then. And uh, so there we go. So and we've asked you for the three North Carolinians who signed the Declaration of Independence and see if we can come up with that date. One of the most valuable signatures, if you collect signatures in the United States, is the signature of a man who signed the Declaration of Independence. His name was Button Gwinnett. If you're from Georgia, you will undoubtedly recognize that. That's the name of a town slash county near Atlanta. There's a baseball team there. But he only lived, I think, less than a year after he signed the Declaration of Independence. There are not many copies, therefore, of his signature. And uh, it is the most valuable one of all the ones. I got this from Doug Maddox, so it's, it's authoritative. I want to know, well, I've told you who Button Gwinnett was and so on. So we'll uh, uh, just leave it at that. But it's the most—that's a piece of trivia for you to put in your book. Okay, there we go. And uh, the Declaration of Independence, the piece of paper, uh, was actually signed. I think the, the secretary of the committee, the, the, head, the man running the meeting, signed it in his big hand. And you know who his name is, but you might you might call up and tell me who that is too. Nine one nine. Eight six zero nine seven eight three. I believe, he, believe he's supposed to have said, and he wrote it very clearly. It's one of the easiest names on the Declaration. Fifty six men signed it uh, that you that you can read. But what what was his name? And the Declaration was signed by most of the members on August second, not the fourth of July. So we've got some questions, and there ought to be something in there if you're inclined to answer a question about. Independence Day, which is Sunday, and the reason we're doing this tonight is that we're not going to be here on Sunday. So nine one nine eight six zero nine seven eight three, and you can answer any or all of the questions. The who who put the resolution calling for independence? Who were the five men who wrote the Declaration? What day on which did the, the colonies vote to declare themselves independent? What day was the was the Declaration issued? And we've told you about what day it was signed. And so that those are our trivia questions tonight that have to do with the Declaration of Independence. We're sneaking up on the half-hour news here now, and we're going to take your questions during the second half of the program tonight having to do with the Declaration of Independence and its celebration on the 4th of July. And we're going to have some other questions drawn from, from other disciplines. It will be more potpourri. We'll be back after the news.
935 at WPTF, the Tom Kearney Show, for a Friday night. It's July 2nd, and we devoted part of our program tonight because we like to be patriotic and commemorate uh, important dates. And Sometimes people, if they're not reminded, uh, go out and have hot dogs and apple pie on Sunday, but forget that it's the birthday of the United States of America, that uh, the day that the Declaration of Independence was issued and, and uh, declared things like all men are created equal and so on, so uh, that are part of the American situation, the American dream. So uh, we're doing our part to remind folks of that, uh, not that everybody needs to be reminded. And we have some trivia questions. The trivia questions having to do with the Declaration and the anniversary have mostly been issued up to now, and we will issue some a couple of questions that have to do with something else, and then we'll talk to Michael, who I think um, Brittany said he was in Wake Forest. Michael, don't go anywhere. We'll be there in a second. Uh, literary thing. I'm going to tell you two books. You tell me the, the authors of the two books. There, We just paired them. They're not by the same person in this particular case. But uh, one of them is The Sun Also Rises, and the other one is The Portrait of an Artist as a Young Man. Tell me the authors of those those two books. The Sun Also Rises and The Portrait of an Artist as a Young Man. Also, you know I love movie quotes. And Back in 19, uh, 20, 20, 2000, the American Film Institute, uh, celebrating 100 years of movies, put out the 100 best quotations from the first 100 years of movies. Uh, that, was, that was their opinion. But So I'm going to give you a couple of those because there are people who go to movies and like that that don't, don't uh, know thinks about North Carolina history. So here are two. Let's see if I can find a couple. One is, quote, there's no crying in baseball. Where did, what movie did that come from? There's no crying in baseball. And somebody who's a movie freak will get that. I use the term freak in the, in the nicest way. And uh, also, this is in one of the most famous movies of the 20th century. Keep your friends close, but your enemies closer. Okay, two quotes, 919-860-9783. Is Michael there? Yes, Tom, good evening. Good evening, sir. What's, what's on your mind tonight? I was just going to tell you, Tom, I've, I've been in the Raleigh area for about 45 years, and I've listened to you for years, but I hadn't had the pleasure of speaking with you in a long time, so it's nice to uh, be with you, Tom. Well, you got here. I'm glad you got here, uh, and uh, uh, maybe the boss will be listening and think that think that that's a good thing. But uh, well, Tom, you I, I, Tom I, I think I can answer three of the um, the signer or the um, writers of the Declaration of Independence. Um, I believe Thomas Jefferson is pretty much pre, um, credited with with writing it, and uh, another one uh, I believe is good friend John Adams, and right. the third one the kite the kite flyer um, Benjamin Franklin was the third one, but the other two other two I don't know. Well, I will tell you their names because it's not worth fiddling over them. But I will tell you, I sometimes uh, daydream about the Founding Fathers. And the one of them that I would like to come forward so I could take him around on a tour, it, my favorite, I guess you'd say, is Benjamin Franklin. Uh, right. And I, I, the first place I'd take him would be to a supermarket because he would be <laughs> amazed. But he would probably understand about half the stuff in there, even though he's 250 years out of date, if you know what I mean. So. Yeah. The other two were Robert Livingston, who was from New York, and Roger Sherman, who I believe was from Connecticut. What's interesting is they they put their stamp of approval on the Declaration, 
that was ultimately voted on. You got the other two, Adams and uh, and Franklin, right. And you're right, Jefferson wrote most of it, and they just played with the semicolons and a few things. But uh, Robert Tom, Living, I, I'm sorry. And, and Tom, I believe I remember that, that Thomas Jefferson and, and uh, John Adams died on the same day. They did, in fact, die, and they were politically opposite. They, uh, Adams was a Federalist and the second president, and, and Jefferson was a, what they called a Democratic Republican, which would today would be, it, it can't be a, the equivalent because things have changed so much that the words don't mean the same thing anymore, but it would be more, more like being a Democrat, and the Federalists would be more like being Republicans, but neither one of them are fit, so I wouldn't even think about that. But they they opposed each other. But late in life, they got to be friends by writing to each other, and they died on the right. same day. And I think uh, one of them, uh, Adams, Adams was kind of crotchety, you know, and hard to get along with. And uh, but uh, a good leader and very very smart. And Jefferson was more easy going. But I think Adams, is, as he was dying, is supposed to have said, "Oh, Jefferson still lives," because it was the same day. It was July Fourth. It was not only the same day, but it was the Fourth of July. Yeah. 1826, right. the 50th anniversary of the Declaration of Independence, and he's. But the fact is, Jefferson, you know, given communication in those days, it was probably 10 days before the people in Massachusetts found out that Jefferson was dead, but he had already died by that time. But Adams didn't right. know. Right, and I I remember that um, uh, Adam was making that statement that um, Jefferson uh, lived. Um, so. Um, but I, well, I you know what makes it were. it makes it kind of a little more fun just in remembering things is five years later, James Monroe, who succeeded Madison as president, died on the Fourth of July, not the same date as any other president, but on the Fourth of July. Right. right. Eighteen thirty-one, I think was that. I used to be a history teacher, so I'm showing off a little bit here tonight. I don't get to do it <laughs> I much believe, anymore. I believe you were a history teacher at NC State, Tom. Is that correct? Well, I was the lowest form of academic life. I, you know, uh, you, one has to be careful what what one says these days because it bothers some people, particularly if you're in the non-academic profession. But yeah, I, I taught uh, uh, part time, and uh, in a couple of years, so I think I was full time uh, in in the seventies when I was working on my dissertation, and, and I did not finish it. I will admit to that. I'm uh, what they call ABD, all the district. Right. Yeah, but uh, nobody has sued me for giving them bad information yet. And, and no, no. once in a while, an ex-student will call up, and they usually say nice things. I hope they mean them. But, uh, but so I, I don't feel too bad about it. And this is actually a way of teaching, too, I think. I, I think uh, that uh, it's gratifying to be able to, you know, help pass out some information and have programs that are valuable with regard to information rather than the same old fall they're all. Well, Tom, I was a, I was a student at NC State during the mid-70s, but I, I never took a uh, history class as an elective at NC State, so again, I never had the uh, pleasure of having you for a, for, for a teacher. I'm sorry I missed you. What did you major in, and then we'll get out of here? I majored in ag education. Well, you know, that was a good department over there, and in fact, the engineering school and the ag school were the two best uh, schools, I think, at that time. They, NC State has lived up to its land grant responsibility, I think. And uh, right, and, the uh, I, Go ahead, Tom. I was just saying, go ahead. I, I talk too much for my own good, but uh, that, that's I'm okay. glad you called tonight. I'm glad you filled us in on your. And I hope okay. we talk that's to you okay. again, Michael. A pleasure talking with you, Tom. Have a good night. Thanks a lot.
And it's good to hear from pleasant people and uh, an NC State Ag teacher and uh, taught a lot of North Carolinians how to be better farmers. Uh, I think Governor Hunt was perhaps an ag teacher. I'm, I'm not sure. I don't want to lay it on him because I, I haven't looked it up, but I believe that was probably and a lot of, I had a number of friends who were ag teachers. Okay, Brittany, don't we have another caller at this point? We have two. We have Henry and Robin will be after him. Okay, let me see if I can get my clock to work here now. Uh, but, uh, okay. Henry, good evening. You're on yes, WPTF. Yes, um, hi. Let me, um, can you hear me? Yes, sir, I can. Good. Let me shoot it. Let me take a shot at the uh, North Carolina signers of the Declaration of Independence. Good. And, and for starters, I'll just tell you now, if you need me to spell any of these names, I'll try to, and I think I can. I've got a very pronounced Southern accent, so you may need. You well, may now, only one of them is only one of them is peculiar in its spelling, and it's not spelled the way people usually spell it. But uh, you won't okay. have any trouble with it. Go, go, go for it. All right, William Hooper. William what? Hooper. Okay, that's or right. as as non-Southerners would say, they say Hooper. Hooper, but he lived in Wilmington, I think. That's why I know it. Yes, sir. Okay. I'm from Wilmington. Yeah. Yes, I, that's why I knew that, so I, I thought you would make... One was from Edenton, Edenton and one was from uh, Granville County. He lived out in the county, but he... All right. Let me try the other two. Uh, okay. I believe one was Joseph Hughes, spelled H-E-W-E-S. Right. And the third one I'm not so sure of, but I'll shoot, take a shot at it, Joseph Penn, P-E-N-N. P-E-N-N. Uh, yeah, I don't think it's Joseph. I think it's John, but I don't. But John, it may be yeah. that. Yeah, okay. but he. You know, that's the one that I would have known if you had walked out on the street and said, "I'll give you a hundred dollars if you can tell me the three. I would have gotten it. Reed. I went to see Reed's burial place in Granville County one time, and there it was, and a sign was said, you know, tombstone of Reed, and uh, come to find out later they had dug him up way about fifty years ago and reburied him in the in the. Uh, in Greensboro, in the uh, there's a military park there, you know, federal military park, because and mm. so to, oh, yeah. to honor him, the uh, Gilbert Courthouse battlefield. Yeah, there you go. That's exactly right. I couldn't. You, that's right. You went to school up there, so you know. And, yeah, mm. I, 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 something somewhere out on Battleground Avenue is, is where you. Yes, sir. It. it sure is. It's, now it's probably in the city limits, but it used to be way out. Way out. That's exactly right. Yep. That's it. Those are the three and. Um, I think uh, Hooper. I can never remember one of either Hooper or Hughes. One of them is buried in Philadelphia, and I think Hughes is buried in in Hillsboro, as a matter of fact. And Hooper. Well, is I don't know the detail on those, but it, it is it is interesting to me uh, to know these things. Yeah. Well, the the, the pen, the first one of those. Things beside the road, you know, the signs that say so and so lived near here, you know, and yeah, so on. Yeah. The very first one of those was to John Penn. Number one. Well, I didn't know that. Well, don't say you didn't learn anything tonight, okay? Oh, I, I always learn something from you, Tom, and your program. I thank you for it. And I better okay. let you go because you've got t- people to talk to and time running out. Thank you. Thank Happy you. Happy Independence Day. Thank you. You too. Have a hot dog on me. Okay, we'll be back.
It's 9.51. We're back with the final portion of tonight's Tom Kearney show, the Friday night version, which is as usual is a trivia version. We've got a bunch of questions. Uh, some have been answered about the, the Declaration of Independence. What what day on what was the date that the Declaration of Independence was voted on? So it should be the official day. Uh, it's not what you think it is, but but that's the reason for having that question is to draw attention to that. Um, we got a couple of movie questions, and our producer said she thought she might know the answer to one of those. Uh, one of them is uh, "There's No Crying in Baseball." What's the name of the movie that that comes from? And the other movie quote is, keep your friends close, but your enemies closer. Okay? And uh, we've got a couple of literary questions for those people who read books. I might even add a couple more here because this has worked out pretty good. Uh, I'm going to name the book and you tell me who wrote it. The Sun Also Rises, and it's paired tonight with a different author now, but... uh, a portrait of the artist as a young man who wrote two of the most famous writers of the 20th century wrote those books. So you tell me who those people were. Um, I'll give you two more by a couple of famous American writers. Absalom, Absalom, a name. Absalom, comma, Absalom. Tell me who, who have written that. And uh, Main Street, the man who wrote Main Street was the first American to win the Nobel Literary Prize. And probably most people don't know his name today. I would say this would be one of the harder questions because there's not much talk about him. But he had four or five books that sold well, and he did enough good work to be given the Nobel Prize. But the book we're mentioning tonight is called Main Street. Okay, 919-860-9783, 919-860-WPTF. Brittany? Is there someone on the phone for us? We do not. We do not have. Okay. Well, we will. We will. The show must go on, as they say. Uh, we've got to about three or four minutes. So, if you think you know the answer to either one of those questions, push the button and uh, and uh, see if we can, can come up with an answer. We got a couple of movie quotes. We might you know, we, since we put a couple more books in, we might put a couple more movie quotes in. Let's see if I can get my computer to go back to where that is. May the force be with you. Somebody else get that. That's pretty easy. May the force be with you. And then, go ahead, make my day. And if you don't know the name of the movie, you certainly would know the name of the character who said that. It's become famous. Go ahead, make my day, and may the force be with you. They're paired. If you can only get one of them, that's all right, too. We'll get somebody else to help you out. And then there's no crying in baseball. And keep your friends close, but your enemies closer. That's the other quote paired with that one. 919-860-WPTF is the number if you want to call it. Uh, We will uh, be glad to hear from you. I will remind you that uh, Independence Day is coming up. Have a hot dog on us on Sunday and I guess that's regarded as a very American thing to do. And if you're around firecrackers and those kinds of things, be careful. In fact, it would be better to go to something public where somebody who knows what they're doing. Somebody always ends up with a with an eye put out or a finger. That's what my mother would say, and she was right, or a finger injured or something like that. So be careful along those lines. And Monday night, Dr. Mike Walden will come for his monthly visit. 
to talk about the economy. And we had a new employment report today, and I'm sure he'll be ready to talk about that. And so he'll keep you up on things having to do with the economy. Dr. Mike Walden. On Tuesday night, my brother Stephen will be with us. And, and Brittany, if anybody shows up, we'll be glad to put them on the air directly. Tuesday night, my brother Stephen's going to be on, and we're going to talk about movies in the summertime and the advent back in the 70s of the blockbuster movie. And uh, we always start with the first one that was, because they didn't think movies would, would work in the summertime. They, the movies that they previewed or premiered in the summertime were weak movies. They saved the strong ones for the for the uh, season around Thanksgiving and Christmas. You know that Jim Croce is standing there ready with his guitar and everything to do our signature for Friday night. So we will bid everyone adieu, thank them for joining us on our program tonight, and we'll talk to you again on Monday night.